This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, everybody, what is going on? How you doing? Episode 295, Talk About Full Podcast, presented today by our friends at 26 Shirts. I am Patrick Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at PatMoranTweets. And uh, tell you what, I'm not going to waste any time here. Got a lot of stuff that I want to get to today. I got my buddy, recurring guest, Joe from New York City on with me. And uh, I'll tell you what, Joe, before I want to tell fans, and then I'll bring you in actually, what we're going to do today. Hold on, no, hold on. You see, I'm already gonna, we're gonna waste time already. I already uh, unleash you. There's nothing I can do to stop yeah, it now. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I, I don't want to be known as Joe from New York City. I want to be Joe from Queens. I've Joe been in from Queens, Queens? Yeah, I've been in Queens for like 12 years now. So I, I don't, I, it's, it, that's like saying like, oh yeah, I'm from Buffalo, but you live in like Clarence. Like you're not really, you're from Clarence. So, and I have, <laughs> and, and I have this like pride of Queens. Like I never, I don't ever go into Manhattan unless I have to. I mean, I did have to go the, go this weekend because my girlfriend wanted to get brunch there with her friends. But I am I am born I am Queens guy. That's it. So Joe from Queens. I am I'm getting repackaged if we're if we're doing wrestling terminology. Queens. All right. Well, you know what? I, I'll tell Queens. you what. It's tougher. It sounds better. It flows better too. Joe from Queens sounds better than Joe from. New York, New York City. City. Yeah, and it sounds like I'm elitist probably, and you know I don't know. Like I and I I don't. I'm Queens. I'm Queens. Queens is probably you see that's that's the thing about New York City, dude. The tri-state area. We there is so much territorial. I don't want to say drama, but basically, you live in Queens. You don't go to Brooklyn. You live in Brooklyn. You don't go to Queens. You live in Manhattan. You don't go to boroughs at all. Besides your own, you stay in your own place. Basically, you're like I don't go to that borough unless I have to because everything you want is here in each borough. So, yeah, I'm Joe from Queens. There you go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Before sure. I get into the premise of today's episode, it's something that I think is going to be fun anyway. So, you're talking Queens, the boroughs, New York City, whatever you want to call it. You're up north. Cold as shit. Ugh. I know I'm not going to get any sympathy from anybody whatsoever, and I can't really show you because we're doing this this is an audio only podcast, but dude, I probably have the worst sunburn right now that I've had in at least Two to three years. Sunday, I spent two and a half hours poolside. And again, I know Ugh. I'm not fishing for sympathy because I know I ain't going to get none. It's cold as hell. But I'm telling you right now, not only am I sunburned, I have like the worst looking sunburn ever. Because, you know, when you go to the beach and you got supposed to spend a certain amount of time on your back and then you turn around to your chest and, you know, kind of balanced out. My, my back is white. My chest is red. And because of the angle that I was on, I have a clear line that looks like somebody painted red on me and stopped like in the middle of my ribs. It looks 
Absolutely horrible, bro. Damn. I have no sympathy for you at all. And it's not because of what you, what you just laid out because, oh, you're in like 70 degree weather or whatever. You've been in Florida for like, what, five years now or whatever. It's, yeah, it is, almost. And you haven't mastered when to put like suntan lotion on or sunscreen on yet. I don't go anywhere, bro. I'm in the bro, house that doesn't the matter. Time. If you're outside and you're going to a damn pool for two hours, this is where you go, oh, shit, it's, oh, the sun's coming out. Someone needs to call, you know. Have your wife or your or your kid or whoever go to the store or you go to the store and get suntan lotion. I don't, that's you've been there for five years, dude. Five I mis- years. I misjudged. I misjudged the temperature and uh, how hot it was. It's kind of like when you're in Buffalo and you know you look at the temperature and it's like, well, it's 28. It's not that bad. I don't need to dress that warm. Then you go no. outside and five minutes later it's windy as hell and you're freezing your ass off. It's kind of what I did. Again, I know I'm not going to do that. I don't know what guy would do that of, to go outside and go, oh, yeah, it's 28 degrees. It's going to be nice. That's like me going to a bar and be like, oh, my God, this this scotch 18 was really expensive. And I didn't know that when I've like drank scotch before. No, I don't, <laughs> that's that's just, I, I, I don't tell you, Pat. You know, it's kind of funny because Tyler Dunn was who was just on the show Friday. I saw some pictures that he put up on Saturday. He lives like in Boston, New York, which is pretty deep in the like the southern suburbs um south of buffalo dude they had like almost three feet of snow pictures were nuts um I don't, did you get a lot of snow in new york over uh, the last yeah. couple of days yeah we got i think two did we, we got a little snow last week it was definitely like a week and a half ago where we got like a foot or so and that wasn't bad but like it takes a while for things to plow over here but it's fine it. i yeah, kind of miss it I don't know. I, I hate the, uh, the weather is much less of a factor to me now than it was five years ago. Florida, moving to Florida five years ago, weather was probably number one. If not, number one it was definitely number two. But now it's like, yeah, whatever. I missed the four seasons. I mean, it's not fun over a long, prolonged three months of nonstop snow and, you know, temperatures in the teens and winds over 20 miles an hour. But I, I do like the four seasons. And, uh, I miss that real quick though about Tyler. So like I said, I had him on the show and of course, you know, we plugged his, um, go along with Tyler Dunn and we talked about his podcast. I know you're not just a subscriber, but one of the things that I have not been to one of these yet, I haven't had a chance to on a Friday, um, to sit down. But one of the things, uh, Tyler does is he has a zoom happy hour for subscribers, which is really cool from what I've heard. And I heard him mention you by name on Twitter. I think, were you there this past Friday for the happy hour? Yeah. The Zoom happy hour. Tell people listening a little bit about it. And again, I'll also put a link to Ty's um, podcast and and his newsletter that you can subscribe to in there. And this is one of the benefits you have of being a paid subscriber is you get to do these Zoom happy hours, which I think is really cool. Alan Robinson from the Bears was the guest on Friday, correct? Yes, he was the guest. Tell people for listening, just tell a little bit about like what he does and what kind of vibe that is. Sounds like you enjoy it. Yeah, I do enjoy it because you know whose idea it was, right? Probably yours. Yes, because I pitched it to him. Because see, I'm, I like Ty. He's a, he's a really good writer. Awesome dude. He's a, he seems like I have not met him. I do want to. I wouldn't mind meeting him one day. But like, he seems like a really cool dude. And we exchanged DMs on the on the Twitter bat line, basically. And I actually, and he he did say this on the on this last Zoom. Like, this was my idea. I told him, hey, you should do a zoom happy hour with Manos and like your subscribers come on and, and we just chit chat. You have guests and we ask questions and he loved the idea and he's, he's been really good. Like I was just the idea guy, but he's done very, a great job with it. It's, it's a very chill vibe. And you know, Alan Robinson was on and Jim Manos and asked him a few questions. And then 
we all got to ask him questions. And I asked him a couple of questions. I asked him about like the difference between like, you know, why, why can't NFL players be like NBA players where they can like kind of force themselves to trade. Like kind of like like James Harden's like sure. I don't want to freaking stay in Houston anymore. Right. And what's Houston do? Houston go. To That's Rockets a good question. Like, yeah, and like you know he kind of talked. To, he he basically made it more about free agency a little bit more than I would rather have liked. But you know I didn't follow up and go. Well, what about if you're you can't you just demand a trade? Because I I th- I kind of think players can demand that and like have kind of like a little coalition where it's like hey I want to go play with this guy let's force our way out kind of thing. But I asked him that I asked him about if he like read you know, press clippings and things like that and Twitter. And, you know, that was, that was something I asked. And a bunch of other people asked a couple of good questions as well. Uh, but, yeah, it was cool. I was like, you know, crap, we're, we're hanging out with, uh, like, you know, a pro bowler wide receiver, and he's just taking our questions for an hour, and Ty's asking him stuff. And, you know, I was there uh, about two th- – that was my third happy hour with them. The first one, they had t- – Ty had Tom Brady's ex- ex-roommate on, which was – the most random thing ever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just ask about Tom Brady. Like, does he hate Does he hate Bill Belichick and things like that? And the second one was with Jim Manos, and he talked, you know, about, you know, you could ask him, you know, I was asking him about, I think we were all asking him about scouting during COVID. He did say the one interesting thing that I thought, and I'll share it with you because it's kind of like an off-the-record session, but this isn't too scandalous. But he said that, like, uh, that Terry Pagula told them that he did not like the Sammy Watkins trade when he first bought the team, which I thought was kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, like he had a a, a take right away. Like that was not a good yeah. a good deal, which was like the same calendar. And I, I don't know if that was that had been around, but like he's he talks a little bit about like you know being a scout, like being in an NFL front office and the, just the vibe of the league. But overall, I, I think it's very innovative. I mean, I, I have to give myself credit. I usually pop up with some ideas to people randomly and uh i'm glad ty went with that idea but uh yeah it's fun i would definitely you know i don't really pay much to anyone when it comes to you know subscriptions anywhere but like i I, you know i think ty's is good because ty does a lot of bill stuff but also i kind of feel i'm at a point in my life where i don't pay attention to the league the nf the league as much as i used to and i kind of rely on ty to be that like league guy for me you know, like some people may want to may want to read Peter King's stuff or, you know, a national guy stuff to kind of go, let me just get the, the, the pulse of everyone in the league. And I don't think there's that many people around as much as there used to be, or maybe there are, but like, I'm very jaded where I'm like, okay, this, you know, case in point, like, I feel like Peter King writes for like the owners and like his sources. And like, I, I don't feel he's very objective, to be honest with you. Whereas Ty, I do feel, you know, he's tough on people and he always gets scoops and he knows kind of where, you know, how to tell a story. And it's 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 a, a different range of different things. And I like his podcast, too. But, uh, you know, I, I that's one of the few subscriptions I pay for. There's not many other ones that I do. So but, yeah, the happy hour is very cool. I would I think it's, you know, we're chilling, we're having beers and we're just shooting the shit and like talking to each other. And it's it's a good communal atmosphere, which is which is basically what I pitched the tie <laughs> like hey, it's you know a cool communal thing, if that makes sense. I really like that vibe a lot. I like the fact that people who subscribe can ask questions to a guest and I'm going to assume they give, you know, relatively decent answers. And that is a great question about the NFL, because not only is it harder to force a trade, they can literally hold you hostage with the franchise tag, which very well, yeah, it very well may happen with Allen Robinson, who, by the way, I mean, unrelated to the conversation we're having, but just 
as a receiver, I could if he could get out of Chicago and go to a team with a good quarterback, he could be next year's Stephon Diggs. I think he's one of the more talented players uh, in the entire NFL. And as far as Ty's venture, having the opportunity to get to know Ty, and I also know his wife pretty well as um, – in yeah, addition, I listened, to, I listened to your podcast last week. Actually, yeah, so there's not a good. better person in that business, in the sports journalism business, than Tyler Dunn. He's obviously very talented, but he's also a incredibly generous, nice person. And I, I, I respect the fact that he's betting on himself. You know, he, I, I trust me when I tell you this much. He could have went somewhere else. You know, he, he said this was the time he wanted to be his own boss and kind of roll the dice and bet on himself and. I'm all about supporting stuff like that. I think you're going to see more of that in the future too with some of these people who make good names for themselves. Instead of working for the man, you know, if they build up a nice following, enough of one anyway, between doing something like that or Patreon, whatever, I think you're going to start to see more people produce their own content and be uh, their own boss. And you talked about the podcast too. His podcast is really good. And what I like about his podcast is that I feel it brings unique things that you're not going to hear. And by the way, Ty didn't pay me for any of this shit because I'm just speaking my truth here, it's different. And I think the key to having a podcast is having something that you're not going to get everywhere else. And sometimes you're not going to get it anywhere else. And like you talked about, Jim Honest is on there all the time. That's a unique perspective that I can't bring, you can't bring, you know? So he has that, he has Doug Whaley on. He's had those guests and we talked about some of them last week with Lee Evans and Eric Moulds. And I don't like him, but whatever. Dante Whitner, it's a good get. That's Your a great boy. guest to have on the yeah, that's my boy, whatever. But my point being is those are guys that are doing this podcast that you're not really hearing from anywhere else. So anyway, it's just, uh, it's good to see him do well. And I was just, uh, I am a subscriber. I do subscribe to Ty's newsletter, but I not yet have done a, a Zoom happy hour. I will. And I'm suggesting now, again, people go subscribe to that and uh, check it out yourself. One more thing. And then we're going to jump into some Josh Allen stuff here. That's the theme of today. Happy anniversary because- 10 years ago, we're taping this Monday, so 10 years ago today, Terry Bagula not only took over the Sabres, but he had his introductory press conference, which by the way, that was a press conference I covered in person. I was at the arena that day, but it was exactly 10 years ago. The famous Terry-eyed Terry Bagula getting choked up, talking about his Sabres heroes, Joe Bear Perot of the past. Eh, it's been a decade, man. Feels longer, don't it? Uh, yeah, it feels like it was 5,000 years ago, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and like, it just, uh, it's not, it doesn't have that same, like, you know, it's, it's been such a shit show for the Sabres that like, I think like five years ago, it was like, oh my God, it was five years ago. Like we were so, we were such fools to believe in this guy. And then, and then like now it's 10 years ago and it's just like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it, it doesn't have that same, like anger if if i it makes sense of like ah oh, this is when we we were we were had like it's like denial it's like anger denial acceptance you've like, been beaten into submission that's what it is they, yeah they beat you're just you, like they beat you down they take away they suck the life out of you they suck all the spirit out of you and yeah. you're just left with a, a whatever but yeah 10 years ago it was a big deal and i remember being in that building and mayor byron brown was there all a ton of former Sabres, most you of the were current there? players. What were you, what were you, yeah, were you I was covering there. it? I was were working, you? I was covering it for, uh, actually, Buffalo Sports Daily at the time. I had oh, got into credential, you know, and I was there. I was in, in the arena. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of fun and a lot of, I remember a lot of promise. I remember Ted Black. I remember having a conversation with him 
And I know he didn't work out, but to this day, I still give that guy some credit because I feel like he was very instrumental in kind of making bloggers. I mean, podcasts weren't a thing 10 years ago, really, but uh, bloggers, he did a lot for bloggers, man. He got people into the games. Um, they kind of wind and dined us. I, I remember uh, meeting Chris Baker there for the first time during a, uh, one of the, like, the, I don't the know. Blogger what summits, the blogger summits. The blogger summits. Blogger yeah. summits, yeah. yeah. But I mean, got some free food, some free beer. That was pretty cool. They did a good job of, you know, really selling the team to the bloggers and making bloggers, frankly, part of uh, the coverage of the team. Much of the chagrin of my guys like Mike Harrington and Paul and, you know, John and all these guys who to this day probably still hate Ted Black for that. But yeah, Ted Black had a lot to do with bringing um, bringing bloggers into the organization. I got no issues with Ted Black. I mean, he he brought he helped bring that uh, the, the the combine there. He was there when they they did that whole thing about you know making Harbor Center, and he was as you said, he was pretty cool with bloggers. And you know, I had I had zero issues with him. I thought he was he was fine. Uh, he at least lo- had the sentiment of he looked busy, you know. And you could see when he took over, there was change there with how the. I don't know. The presentation was with like being more open to bloggers to even like the beginning when they were like handing out free programs and like putting like, (laughs) like intermission clocks in the arena. Like there was so much change when he got there. And then when like he left and, and my my boy Russ Brandon took over, I, I couldn't tell you one thing that Russ Brandon did for like the two years he was president where we could sit there and go, Oh, Hey, uh, like he, he did this. Like, you know, or even Kim, you know, I, I just, I felt he did a good job. I think he got kind of a bad rap. I don't really know. Like, like some people have said, like, the reason why he went downhill was because of the whole, like, that press conference. The, the press conference he did with with Darcy and him and Harrington and Sully were going at it. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I, I feel that's maybe, I've heard that from a couple of media people, but I, I don't know if I exactly believe that, so... But yeah, I liked him. No, no, no beef here. But yeah, it's a, it's a long time ago. It was it was like a, a, a time when we were all optimistic. And I'll always remember, though, like, you know, no one talks about this as much. You know, after the after that presser, Terry Pagula did like a world tour, basically, of different outlets. And I remember he did a one hour interview with like the Buffalo News, like editorial board with like Vogel and, and Sully and Bucky and all those guys. And he could not have sounded like a bigger idiot in that in that in that interview setting. And I wish it was still online. It's not. But I'll always remember when he he like yelled at them because like they were criticizing Tim Connolly, who sucked. I was not a Tim Connolly guy, but he's like, you know, you criticize Tim Connolly. And if I told my daughter who plays tennis that she sucks every day, it would be bad for her. And like I was like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? And. At that point, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, he's new. Maybe he's just an idiot, but just spend your money and everything will be fine. And I was obviously I was the idiot because I thought money was going to cure everything. And it obviously didn't. But uh, yeah, it's a kind of a, it's a, it's always a, you know, I, I, as we sit here today, like we're recording this on Monday, I, I have not seen the Sabres tweet out like, oh, it's Pagula Day. Remember when this happened? And usually, usually that, that Sabres handle is pretty, like they love the you know to kiss the asses you know kiss the ring of the pagulas whenever there's like an anniversary of any sort of importance quote unquote so all right let's take a quick break 
Want to let you know that today's show is being supported by our friends at 26 Shirts. So you guys already know the deal with 26 Shirts. They roll out a new Buffalo theme design shirt every two weeks. And that shirt is tied into a specific charitable cause. And they sell that shirt for 26 bucks. Here's the really cool part about what they do if you didn't already know. For every single shirt sold, a donation is made to that affiliated cause each and every time, each and every shirt. Since opening up their doors for business in 2013, 26 Shirts has now managed to raise and donate over $1 million to these causes. It's just unbelievable. Del Reed, that crew, they do such an amazing job. They enrich the lives of so many deserving people and causes. It's awesome to see. And by the way, these are really outstanding looking design shirts. They're comfy, they're sporty to wear, they look great on you. I have a bunch of them myself. Head on over to 26shirts.com and see what cause needs you this week. All right, so let's dive into uh, the subject that I wanted to talk about today, and it's this. It's a question. What quarterbacks would you trade straight up for Josh Allen if it was you and not Brandon Bean running the Bills? And before I even bring you in for any of this, I want to make a couple things really clear. So be patient for a second, because I know the first thing people are going to lose their shit when we're talking about potentially trading Josh Allen. I want to make some things very clear right now. This is a fun hypothetical exercise. Neither of us are advocating, nor do we think the Bills should or would entertain Josh Allen trade offers right now. I want to make that abundantly clear to everybody listening. A few other things too. Um, I'm going to lay out some rules. We're going to take everything into consideration, okay? The player's contract, uh, how he's playing presently, possibly in the future. That'll be a factor. The player's talent, his age, uh, things like that. And this is going to be an exercise where, again, Joe will have his own opinion. I'll have mine. We're the Buffalo Bills GM. And in this fantasy world scenario, the 31 other NFL GMs have called us on the phone and said, and this is starting with the 2021 season coming up, we want to trade our quarterback for straight up for Josh Allen. Um, and again, I'm going to reiterate this too because contracts matter. So like with Josh Allen, for an example, you got maybe one more year at the most before you're going to have to pony up big time. So I want to make that clear. And I also want to make clear why I chose Joe. I've been holding on to this for at least a couple of weeks now. I wanted Joe to do this with me for two reasons. You'd be the first person to admit, Joe, that you don't have like the overall NFL expertise that several Bills bloggers and, and podcasters do when it comes to breaking down film and, and stuff like that with quarterbacks because you know how that goes, but you know enough. And, and more importantly than that for me is I picked you because you have a tendency to care less about what Bill's fans' reactions are going to be to what you say. Whereas I think there's a good number of quality Bill's content creators out there that they're just anything even close to Josh, they're, they're going to give it to him all the time. Because in all due respect, I think there's people out there who care about their likability and getting likes on Twitter and getting followers and, and stuff like that. I think they care about that more than anything else. Whereas again, I don't really think you give a shit much about stuff like that. And you're not going to 
lie about your opinion because you think some people are going to criticize it or you might lose a couple of followers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I, I love that we're talking about Josh. I, I don't I think I may have told you this, but I haven't told the podcast this yet. But I actually muted Josh Allen on Twitter because I, I just could not handle it anymore. I could not. And we'll get into this fun exercise in a minute. But let me just go on a little bit of this a rant here. I could not handle it. I after the Super Bowl, I basically and to go into your point about people like tweeting stuff just to get a bunch of likes, because that's how Bill's Twitter is. I saw tweets that were getting like a thousand likes that were the, the context was something along the lines of, oh, if you know, if Josh Allen had that bad of a game like Mahomes, the whole national media would be going after him. And then like I would see the tweet and I was like, it would get like a thousand likes. And I was like, what the hell is this crap? I mean, I'm like, move, get like, get over yourself. Or I, I think I saw one where, you know, Mahomes did that awesome throw where he was like on the ground basically, and he launched it 30 yards down the field, yep. and it was almost caught. And then everyone had to go in and go, oh, well, look, Josh Allen made a kind of a similar three yard throw, and I just, I was just fucking over it, and like, I, I, I couldn't deal with it, so I like muted Josh Allen. Um, I don't even know, maybe three, four days later, I muted him. I, I just could not handle it anymore. I'm like, it's the off season. Unless he dies, let's hope he doesn't, obviously, or gets traded. You know, you can private message me on Twitter and go, oh, shit, like 17 is like, you know, he's gone. Like, I don't care anymore. I, I just cannot handle, like, I love Josh Allen as a player. I think he's very good. I think his fans are horrible and he, they need to be thrown into a, into a mental institution. Okay. <laughs> like that's it. So anyway, well, yes, let's, let's go I, with that this might experiment. be a bit, that might be a, a little bit extreme for how I feel, but I will say this. I'm quickly getting very annoyed with people who are comparing Josh Allen to Jack Eichel in terms of if Jack Eichel had Josh Allen's attitude and enthusiasm, he'd be a better player and you know, the Sabres would be better. I'm starting to see a lot of that. And that's really, that's dumb. That's, that's just a bunch of, that's just, that's just dumb. I, I don't even, I don't even get, the, I mean, I love how people are moved. Like they, they try to analyze body language and like, Oh, well, this guy's a, this guy's sulking. Cause he looks depressed after losing four, you know, a four losing by four goals or something like that. Like, like shut up. Okay. I saw Josh <laughs> Allen look like he was in a, a, like he was drugged out of his mind after the, the, the after the Texans loss. And I, and you know, I wasn't going there going, how dare he have bad body language after the game? He should have been cheered. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's stupid. Right. It's just, it's just like enough Josh Allen people. Like, go on vacation. And, of course, we're going to freak the irony. We're going to talk about it. But, like, go on vacation, okay? And stop trying to be citizens on the Allen patrol and making everything about him. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a piece going about, like, oh, like, he should be compared to Mother Teresa at this point for, you know, healing the sick or something. Anyways, go ahead. Well, again, to reiterate to listeners right now, you are a Josh Allen fan. You're tired of hearing about him and every little thing on Twitter, well, which no, I completely no, I agree with. I'm fine with hearing about him, but I'm, I'm not fine with this constant, like, we got to stick up for him. We got to make it out like it's us against them. Like right. this evil coalition of, like, Antifa, Allen, anti-Allen people are coming after us. Like, hence why I muted it. Hence why I have not hated Bill's Twitter I think I did it two weeks ago. Like it was right after the Super Bowl. So I've been, I've been a little, if you've looked at my feed, I haven't made fun of Bill's Twitter that much because once you take Josh Allen out of the equation and sometimes I do see him come into my Twitter, like some people will are, they'll tag him and I didn't, I didn't mute his, his, 
his tag, you know, his Josh Allen, whatever his Twitter handle is, which, and by the way, if you're, if you're, if you're tagging Josh Allen and you're like a media person and you're writing or doing an all 22 about him, you're a dork just so you know. And uh, yeah, I muted it and I've been a lot calmer about Bill's Twitter until you bring it up. I want to jump into the topic. However, you keep bringing up good points. They make me go off topic because I want to add something to it. You just said something else that I actually completely agree with, man. And that's, I hate that too. That is one thing about Twitter that I positively cannot stand. It's one thing from fans, which I don't like that either. But it's another thing. I don't care. And when I say media, I'm not necessarily talking about the Buffalo News or the Athletic. To me, even if you have a blog that has two readers, or if you have a podcast that has one listener, literally, to me, I consider that at least some form, I'll call it alternative media. I hate when every time somebody tweets something good about a player, they got to tag him because that kind of goes back to what we were just bitching about. If you're tagging, hey, I think Ed Oliver played fantastic yesterday and you're tagging at Ed Oliver, why? So that he's, so that he can like it, so that he can retweet it, so that you could get likes, maybe a couple followers. It just, I, I mean, we're getting completely off track here, but you kind of lit a fire under me with, with what you oh, said. Let me, let it me, bothers and- me, man. It's like, write his name out. If, 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 if you're a fan, tweet him, tag him all you want. But if you're in any way, shape, or form, a podcast, a blog, a newsletter, a publication, whatever. And I know sometimes players come at them and they say, you know, don't be a coward, tag me. I'm not tagging you. Just like I'm not going to tag you when I'm running something positive about you either. I hate if it. You, yeah, it's stupid. Like if you were in, I can understand if you're like a 14 year old or a teenager. Yeah, sure. But if you're like an adult in your 30s, like would you go to, jo- would you like run to Josh Allen at the grocery store and be like, hey man, I really liked your game. Like uh, the last week you did this, you did that. Like you wouldn't. So why are you tagging him? And well, then, maybe, maybe I, I would. Okay, well, you're. <laughs> I went into. I went tag him on Twitter though. Not, not. No, for that. it's just, it's just stupid. And let me, let me. While we're at it, you know, I, I know last week you had my boy Aaron Quinn on, and you guys were talking about Jesse Pagula stuff. And let me just say that goes into that as well. And Uh-oh. then we'll, we'll, at some point, we'll get into everything. <laughs> but like, uh oh, yeah, I saw. I almost had a, a brain aneurysm. Like I was very close to muting Jesse Pagula off Twitter last week, <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't. Look, if you want to cheer for her and like, cause you, you love the Pagulas. I have my qualms about them and I, I could go into a, we could go into a deep dive about that, but I'm just going to leave that for a, for later. Fine. But if you're a media person and I saw this last week and you're tagging her with like explanation points, like, wow, you're making history. You're, you want to, you won like a set or whatever. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like you would, you would not. Those people, those are a couple of media people, specifically people in the TV world were doing this. And I'm like, you wouldn't be, if the Bills were winning by like four touchdowns, I don't think I've ever seen like a, a sports anchor, like tag, like a player and go, wow, you're, this guy's having a great game or I'm cheering you on. Like you're a journalist. You're not supposed to do that. But I saw yeah, not I, even, not even Stu Boyer would do that. Yeah, I saw I or Ed Kilgore even. I saw one person like had one TV person had like six explanation points and tagged that person. I saw some other person, and these weren't bloggers, mind you. Like bloggers, like we get it. You're dorks, you're fanboys. I get it. I'm a you know I get it kind of. But like 
if you're if you're a media person, I turn on the damn TV and I see you on there, and you're writing pieces about Jesse Pagula making history, Bills Mafia, and it's like she made it to the corner finals, and like every other, I don't follow tennis that much, honestly. Obviously, like I think ninety percent of Bills Twitter don't, but there are people usually like the hundred the the hundredth ranked player makes a run, or the seventieth ranked player makes a run. it happens like every other tournament where someone will kind of make a run. And, like, they they were just cheering her on. And I'm just sitting there with the cynical look of, like, you you guys are just kissing her ass. You're kissing the Pagula's asses. You're hoping they'll see it, and maybe they'll give you, like, an exclusive interview where you get to interview all the Pagulas and talk about how great Pagula Entertainment is. And just – it was just – it was just – I couldn't believe it. And what pissed me off even more was – when I questioned it, like, are we really, do we really care about this? I get so many mentions like, yeah, what's wrong with that, man? I'm like, all right, sorry. I, I forgot that they, 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 they let go of a bunch of people at their, at the, at the restaurant industry and wouldn't give people severance and that, you know, they, they've run the hockey team into the ground and, and they're selling Bill's mafia gear for $500 a pop. My apologies. Cause I, I don't have pom poms on going to the airport to greet someone who happens to be living in Florida for most of this. My apologies. Anyways, yes, continue. Let's get to the next experiment. 20 minutes nope. in. Go ahead. I can't Sorry. get to the experiment because I I got a rebuttal to that. I partially agree with you. I don't think mainstream media should be openly cheering for. That's a sports story at the end of the day. You're right because, you know, if Josh Allen threw his fifth touchdown pass, Guys aren't going to be having six exclamation points about how fantastic he is. Exactly. But I will, I will say this, though. In fairness to them, no. and I was excited, by the way, too. So count Why? me among them because Why? it's something that I hadn't personally seen before. Tennis, um, I don't remember anybody in the Western New York community ever, especially in the major of, of a tennis tournament. Now, I will say this, too. One thing that was annoying me is that she's not Buffalo born and raised. She doesn't live in Western New York. She lives closer to me than she does to you. Let's put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I get that. She's still more Florida than Buffalo, but she is the Sabres and Bills owner's daughter. I do think it's a significant story, and I think it was a nice story. And also, she's also not some like blue chip teenage prospect prodigy. She's like 26 or maybe even 27 years old, which for tennis, that's old. So who knows if she'll ever be in that position again. So I thought, the, I thought the story was good. I got no problem with that being the top story or people tweeting about it ad nauseum. But I do agree with you in terms of let's maybe dial back the enthusiasm, at least if you're in the mainstream media anyway, because you, when you're not doing that with the Bills. You're not doing it with the Sabres and the Bisons and the Bandits. And she is a sports story at the end of the day. So I, I partially agree with what, with I, what well, you're no, saying. Well, no, I, I agree with that. Look, I'm not saying you can't tweet about it if you're a media person. If you want to co- put up the token like tweet of, okay, Jesse Pagula, daughter of Terry Pagula, Bill's owner, like wins this set and advances, fine. Like it's a news story, you're right. But when you're openly cheering for it, as you just said, and like I've seen your feed and I know how you are when the Bills are playing and the Sabres are playing and you're kind of like, you know, you're just reporting it, fine. But don't sit here and act like you're like the number one fan club of this person. You're just doing it to kiss the Pagula's asses. And then, and like I said, maybe if this was like six, seven years ago and the Pagulas are new and they there's that honeymoon period, I would be a little maybe I would be into it. But because I have seen the kind of this the nonsense with them, I've t- I happen to think this country 
has a a routine of rooting of cheering for rich people way too much for my liking and on top of that like they they you know in that region we just are kissing their asses 24 7 it feels like especially on twitter you know except sabers fans i think sabers fans think that they're they're terrible but bills fans forget it like they're like they're walking on water right now the pagulas and that's yeah, enough that just annoys me and i'm just like enough we don't have to worship this they already got tax breaks coming because of this and all this shit we don't need this crap anyways moving on sorry fair enough i might have a thought on that but we'll save that for the very end so i want to pivot back here and again there's all the factors involved and this is fantasy and it's fun and it's hypothetical. Neither of us think Josh Allen, Kenner will be traded. Got to say that one more time. But on that note, Brandon Bean, for whatever reason, has stepped down and you, you are the general manager. And then I'm also the general manager and every team in the NFL has just called us asking us for a straight up trade. So on that premise and uh, on that note, let's get going. Now there's some teams here that, it would be a disservice to Josh Allen to even discuss him. I'm going to read off the names. There's literally nothing to debate. So if it's Jared Sinem from New England, uh, Drew Locke from Denver, Taylor Henneke from Washington, Daniel Jones from the Giants, Hurts from Philly, I got Jameis Winston or Taysom Mill, who cares, from New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater from Carolina, uh, Mitch Trubisky from Chicago, Kirk Cousins from Minnesota. That list right there, I think that's 12 quarterbacks. I'm hanging the phone up on you. There's nothing to talk about, correct? I mean, there's nothing really to add there, so we could fly through that part, right? Uh, you know, looking to your ne- your next. Hold on, I'm I, I'm stopping at Kirk Cousins for one second. I, I think Kirk Cousins is like, yes, he's overpaid, but he puts up really good numbers. I would probably put him in your next category down. To be perfectly honest, I would not hang up the like you're at like like I abs- it's, it's it's in the absolutely it's in your next category. That's okay. where I would put Kirk Cousins. Fair That's enough. my opinion because I think these guys here, they, they're bums. But Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's a bum. I okay. think he's, I don't That's, think he's a bum. That's fair enough. Overpaid, but the the yes. Day, but yes, go ahead. All right. Well, even into this next category, and I, I would say this is absolutely not, but maybe 12 months ago, we certainly would be debating this. And to me, this is really a reflection of how much better Josh Allen got in year three. And I'll throw Kirk Cousins into that. To appease you, which is fine. That's cool. But aside from him, so this is the categories here that I have. I got uh, Tua from Miami. I know that sounds stupid now. He might not even be the starter this next year. But a year ago, he was the hot rookie, um, fifth overall pick. And we didn't know what Josh Allen was going to be. So I think that's fair. Uh, Sam Darnold from the Jets I got here. I got Derek Carr from the Raiders. I got Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. I got Big Ben from Pittsburgh. I got Jimmy G from San Francisco. I got Jared Goff from Detroit. I got Ryan Tannehill from Tennessee. And I got Carson Wentz from the Colts. And we'll throw Kirk Cousins in there as well. He's, I'm not saying these are guys you're going to hang up the phone with. But at the end of the day, there's nothing about any of these guys that's going to make you say, oh man, this is a really tough call. I don't know if I want to make this trade or I'm going to make this trade. Is there anyone that I just mentioned that you're going to say today on February 22nd or whatever today's date is, that you're even going to consider trading for any of those guys at all. If not, we'll move on. I would definitely actually, I would take big, big Ben out of that. He's, he's in the garbage pile, to be honest with you. Well, regardless uh, of the pile, everyone, yeah, I've, okay. everyone, I've, I read off, I, everyone yeah. I've read off to this point, there's no chance. There's a zero chance that you're going to trade Josh Allen straight up for any of these guys. Correct. Yes. As of right now. Yes. Goodbye. Yes. All right. 
Well, I have two more categories here. And these, this next category is, I would say these guys are fringe debatable. I'm not going to hang the phone up. I'm going to listen and I'm going to put some thought into it. But I don't think that I'm going to, at the end of the day, like really seriously consider making this trade. And I, again, I got three guys in this class. One of them is Kyler Murray from Arizona. I thought he played well last year, big step in year two. And I think it's at least realistic to, to be able to expect maybe not quite like a Josh Allen like leap in the year three. He's got a lot of pieces around him and he's got a lot of ability and a lot of room to grow. And he's young. So he's on what? This will be going into year three of a, a rookie quarterback contract. So is Kyler Murray someone that's even intriguing to you or it's like, nah, no thanks, let's move on? You know, uh, no, he's not. He's not really intriguing me. I think he's a good player. I mean, he's young, but he could be, he could be Baker Mayfield right now. Right. Where like you know, we 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 kick off. We we Baker was in the the group previously, whereas you know Baker had that great rookie year. wasn't good his second year, third year he was okay. He was solid, and I, I think it's it's still too early in Kyle Murray's career for me to like go. Oh yeah, he's gonna be like Josh Allen. Like yeah, I have, I, he could, he could be Baker Mayfield as for all I know, but he's a agreed. good quarterback, but I'm not, he, yeah. he's a guy. So we're going to tell the GM, you nah, no thanks right now, but you know what? Give me a call back in maybe a year or so. And we'll revisit this. All right. So moving on. The next guy I got is Matthew Stafford. Now of the Rams. I got to be careful. I almost said Detroit here. To me, he's a great quarterback. Who's been on some really bad teams. He's 32 years old. Still has some good football left in him. I think he's one of the game's great pure passers. He's tough. He's played to a lot of injuries. And again, played on some shitty teams. So if the Rams were to call you and, and try to flip in from Josh, uh, are you seriously going to consider it? I, I don't think you would at the end of the day, but are you just, are you quickly moving on? I'm moving on. His age is a concern for me. His injury history is a concern for me. You maybe get, I mean, he does have a little bit of a a longer, like if you look at his numbers, like he's got better like passing years, like, than Josh Allen does because he's older, but I think injuries are the key. And uh, that's where I'm sticking at. I think injuries are the bigger key for him right now when it comes to, to what he does. Okay. That's fair. All right. So I got one more guy in this class and this is where I want to reiterate to people that. So we're looking into the future, but we're also looking into the present. You know how it goes with NFL teams, unless you're the new England Patriots who are contenders for 20 straight years. You usually get a nice window when you build a good team to win. And then that window's gone. And for the most part, most teams kind of start over. So under this scenario and thinking that I got the name Tom Brady on this list. Now, look, he's going to be 44 year old, 44 years old this season, but he's the best winner of all time. Many say the goat. Uh, he, he proved that he's the best winner of all time with Tampa. If he hadn't already proved that with New England, Tom Brady can come in in 2021 and maybe win you a Super Bowl, maybe two Super Bowls before he were to retire and ride off. So you could roll with him for two or three years and then you'd be essentially starting over when it comes to finding a rookie to draft and developing a new guy. If you're the GM, the makeup of this team and Tampa calls you and says, yo, you want Tom Brady? Give me Josh Allen. Uh, what's your thought on that? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not having, no. I mean, look, I, I think, I think Brady could still, can still sling it, but it's, it's one of those things where 
you know, I know it's about the present and the future. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm good with Allen over Brady as of right now because I don't know the, the he could still hit a wall next year. You never know, and uh, that's that, very fair. And also, furthermore, I mean, again, Tom Brady was also in a great situation. That matters. He was the benefit of playing behind an incredible Tampa defense. Not to mention the weapons that he had in Tampa. You can make a very fair argument that give me Josh Allen with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Fournette and Ronald Jones and Gronk and Cameron Brait and a good offensive line too. And much God only knows what he what he yeah. what he might have done. So everything you've said so far, I could completely agree with you. I would think for a couple minutes at least on Stafford because I really don't think he's been on a good team, and I'm really. Uh, I'm looking forward to him playing uh, with the Rams this year. But anyway, so we're a bunch of no's at this point. I got eight guys that I think are legitimate guys that should be debated. I don't know if you're going to feel the same. We'll find out. But one guy, there's one quarterback to me that is an easy yes, okay? That is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even willing to listen to any argument against. In fact, you know what? Real quick, Joe, I I got this quick seven-second clip. This is for anyone who tries to claim that if Kansas City called and said, I want Josh Allen, I'll give you Pat Mahomes. If you're going to say that you're going to say no to that. Oh my God, stop fucking lying. Had to throw that soundbite in there. There's no shot. There's no chance. There's no thinking about it. Sorry, Buffalo Bills fans. Sorry, Josh Allen fans. I'm a big, big, big Josh Allen fan. If Kansas City picks up that phone, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Right? That's not even a debate. Uh, it's not a debate, but I, I, I do feel like there will be a lot of, of the Bills Twitter rights that people have. I've in Buffalo. Been compl- yes, that I've been complaining about that would say, oh, no, you can't do that. Cause, uh, put, you know, put a poll on Twitter if you put it and it was only only Buffalo people were allowed to vote. I bet you it would be like 60-40. Make that no, a national vote. I, I think, it, make that I think a, it would make, be 80 to 20, man. I'm If it's just Buffalo people, oh, dude, 80 to make 20. Make it a national poll. You're going to have 97% of people are going to say, give me Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Not sure. going to be the same in Buffalo. But anyway, let's get off that. I got eight guys, or actually seven guys in one scenario that I think are debatable. Let's start with Justin Herbert from the LA Chargers. Rookie last year. Threw for over 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions in 15 games. His ceiling is through the roof. He had no preseason last year. He was not the starter to begin the season. Kind of got thrown in. Lousy team. He's under control for four more years on a rookie deal, which again, a lot of factors here. I love this kid. I think he's really good. Tough call. For me, I don't know about you. Like, what are your thoughts right now? Justin Herbert for Josh Allen, what are you thinking? I'm going to say no. I think, and I also think you're you're downplaying the San Diego weapons a little bit, I think. You know, uh, I know Anthony Lynn is kind of like a, was a walking punchline, but they had some good skill guys in, with the Chargers. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say no because, look, I'm a big, like, hey, you got you to gotta show me at least like a year, at least like two years of being really good. That's fair. And, 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 and hey, you could say Josh Allen's only been like good for one year, like been great. But I think I think being a rookie kind of scares me a little bit because you're kind of new to a lot of a lot of like defenses. Like they haven't seen you before. They haven't got tape on you before. And then you kind of start wondering if maybe he could be 
like, again, I keep saying Baker Mayfield. Like, he could be that Baker Mayfield guy when he comes back for his second year. More teams got tape on you. They got better schemes for you. That's where I kind of get a little worried, like, that. why I would say no. Because I need to see that rookie thing. You could be just a, a, a rookie wonder, but you could also – or you may just, you know, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you could be worried about him being, like, a rookie wonder. That's why I would say no. I would probably, not probably, I would at the end of the day say no. However, I think this guy's going to be much better of a passer than, than Baker Mayfield. And unrelated to the Josh Allen talk, dude, the Miami Dolphins are going to rule the day that they passed up on this guy and took Tua instead for years to come. Because now Miami is reportedly hot on the trail of trying to get Deshaun Watson, who obviously is on this list, and we'll get to him in a few. but. They have that third pick. They got two picks in the first round, four in the in the first 40 picks. Just imagine if they had all those plus Justin, Her- Justin Herbert, who's so much better than Tua. Man, I'm, for Buffalo Bills fans, it's a good thing that Miami screwed that up. Anyway, let's uh, move on. I got another. You know, I'm going to say this. I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of slander about Tua on Bill's Twitter. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I think you're kind of wrong, to be honest with you. He's garbage. I, dude, he's a rookie who came off a really eh. bad Bad injury and Chan Gailey, who no offense to Chan Gailey, as you know, a lot of offense to Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey has not developed anyone ever. He's been, he's like the one guy who's been in the league for 500 years. And what young quarterback has he developed ever? He's done nothing. He, he loves Fitz. Fitz is the only guy he can like get anything out of. He, everyone else, he's never done jack shit for ever all right maybe maybe calling to a garbage was a bit much he's yeah, pedestrian he's a rookie he, i he's mean he's pedestrian a- to me he's pedestrian to me he doesn't impress me at all it ain't about the numbers i don't like no. the way he throws i don't like his decision making he's conservative he's a fancier trent edwards he's a rookie he's a rookie yeah. you know all you dorks who hate to are the same people who like oh give josh allen a break after his like eight touchdown ten interception rookie year and you're trying to bury Tua. You know, after right, his this, rookie I'm year. not talking about two anymore because he's not even in the mix. Oh, no, you know what? Justin, keep going. Don't, keep but going. Don't, don't compare two to Justin Herbert. That's just stupid. Okay, I mean, no, again, of course not. I'm, I'm going to give you more I'm credit saying, than that. I'm just saying Tua is not garbage and people are, are pooping all over him. All right, go all right, on. Fair on. enough. Joey Burrow from Cincinnati Bengals, all right? First overall pick just a year ago. He's uh, only one year, but he's a year younger than Josh Allen. Um, Good numbers last year. Due for about 2,700 yards, 13 touchdowns. Completed 65% of his passes on a very bad Bengals team. Again, contract-wise, he's a rookie last year anyway. He's under team control for four more years on that rookie deal. We already know the the lights are never too big for him. He proved that at, at LSU when he destroyed Clemson in the national championship game. Kid's a really good player. If you said no to Justin Herbert, I'm going to assume you're saying no here too. But is it an easy no for you? Yeah, it's a much easier no because I don't really know much about Burrow because he's his his season was shortened and you know it's 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 too I, I look when it comes to rookies again it's the same thing like even if you're amazing I, I need I need more because you're a rookie because it's like you're the first time you're great on the NFL radar and teams catch up possibly they'll get you on tape that sort of thing so no he's 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 not on my radar as of right now and. uh the rookie contract thing. I mean, we're talking about contracts. Eh, I, 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 I don't. You know, that doesn't move me. I know he's on a rookie deal, but it's it's it doesn't move me because I don't know if he's going to be super good or not. You know, at this at this rate, I don't know. Well, 
okay, I'm not saying that a rookie deal should be a critical part of a contract, but it does matter because, for an example, in his third year in the league, you're gonna you got to assume that he's going to become a better quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. That remains to be seen, but you know, in year three, his cap hit's going to be less than ten million. We're finding it out with the Bills. The Bills have had the luxury of being able to be buyers these past couple of years because of Josh, in large part, because Josh Allen's rookie cap. You know what I'm saying? So it does matter. You can't completely blow well, off the contract. It, as it, beating it matters if you, if you automatically think he's going to be good. Like, look, Mahomes, like, if, if this was like two years ago after he had his second year where he was amazing, then yeah, like, that's a different story because he's still in his rookie deal. You well, know? don't lose sight of the exercise either, though, because you got to make sure if you were to trade for Joe Burrow, for an example, or Justin Herbert, you got to remember their receivers are going to be Stephon Diggs and, and Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis and, you know, Knox and Moss. And they're going to have the defense that the coaching staff. So you do got to take that into consideration. If you think then that their ceiling is better than Josh or that they're going to be, but it's fair to say no, because I say no to both these guys as well. I have a little more thought in the Herbert than Burrow of the two though. Uh, let's move on. I got another one here. Lamar Jackson. Right, MVP of the NFL as recently as 2019. He's run for over a thousand yards back to back years, uh, 14 rushing touchdowns. He'd be fun to watch in a Brian Dable offense, that's for sure. Better weapons in Buffalo than Baltimore, kind of what I just hit on. Not an elite passer by any means. He's not bad. He's completed 64% of his passes. Uh, he's got 68 touchdowns and 18 picks in three years. A uh, same contractual. Situation is Josh Allen, so, you know, two more years under team control. You got a big decision to make. If not this year, then next. But anyway, what about Lamar? Now we, we're getting into some good, like, like, hang, like everything else has been hang up the phone on for basically for the most part. But this for is a you. good one. Not for, for me, me, yes. For, you. for me, yes. I mean, okay. for the most part. But yes, uh, Lamar Jackson's up there. I mean, he's, you know, he would do, he would have a lot better weapons here in Buffalo than he has in Baltimore. Um, I think the world of him, like, I think he's a really good quarterback. He's a hell of a, he's, he's, he's a better runner. I think than Josh Allen, he's more elusive than Josh Allen is. Um, He's more elusive than most running backs. Yeah, he is. Uh, But I would probably say that's a tough one. I would probably, I would stick with Allen on the premise of Lamar runs a lot more and maybe, you know, he could take more hits running and maybe his shelf life isn't as long as Josh Allen. But at the same time, I could say Josh Allen kind of has the same thing where he's running a lot and he, he takes, you know, Josh Allen takes a lot of sacks sometimes. And he's like, you know, he's, he's not very elusive when he's running. Uh, but I, I think, I think Allen's a better pocket passer as of right now than Lamar Jackson. Uh, but that's a tough one, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I, you would have to throw in like an extra draft pick. Like a second rounder to me for me to take Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, that's not the gig. So then you're. Well, that's my is, gig. I'm making the gig. I'm making the gig that gig. Okay, but yes, I. But the, the answer I, for you is no. Then no. I I agree, and the biggest reason why I agree a lot of what you said, but also if you have to think about it, and he's not a better quarterback in your mind, and he's not going to make the Bills' offense better, then I'd rather just stick with what I have. You know, I know what I have at this point. I think I know what I have anyway with Josh Allen. And again, everything factors in continuity, coaching, the skill set of the offense, everything. So 
it's close. I think it's closer than a lot of, again, this is one of those Buffalo versus national things. I think people in Buffalo are going to quickly say no. I think fans around the league, it would be a lot more, uh, I don't want to say even, but it would be, Josh Allen would still win, but it would be closer, a lot closer than it would be in Buffalo. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say no too. So I got, uh, let's see here. I think five more. Next one, Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks, all right? Proven winner, a Super Bowl champion, a great face of the franchise, a good leader, um, a much better overall body of work than Josh Allen. So he's reliable and he's dependable. Hasn't really had injuries. He'd be a good fit, I think, anyway, in a Brian Dable offense with these receivers. Although Seattle's even got better receivers. Uh, But anyway, he is 32 years old. That matters. He'll be 33 in November. But again, last year, he still threw for 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns last year. Ran for over 500 yards, which was more than Josh Allen, by the way. Three more years under contract. So his cap hits are 32, 37, and 40 million over the next three years. That matters. So what do you say to a, a Russell Wilson trade proposal? If we're talking one year and you want me to know who, okay, we're talking for his career. I know you're, well, you your... well, well, we are talking totality. We're talking 2021. We're talking for the next three years, the next seven years, possibly the next 10. You're the GM. It's your vision. You could take a quarterback. Like I said, you could take Tom Brady for one year or two years and say, I'll go get another quarterback in a couple of years. I really am all in to win a Super Bowl right now. And this guy gives me the best. But anyway, so Look at it in totality, not just for 2021. I'm going to say, yes, I'm trading for him. I'm trading Whoa. for him. Yeah. Cause you know what? Here, here, you know, the age scares me a little bit. And him and like Russell, Russell Wilson has taken a little bit of a beating, but this guy's like an MVP caliber player. Year in and year out, he's putting up great numbers. I think he, I think he would be better in like, he would be great with Diggs and Beasley, and it would be a fun offense to watch here. I'm taking him. And like, I, you know, I, I think he's, you know, I, I'm just going to take it. Cause again, I mean, it's, it's tough for me because of the ages, the age, cause you, you got, you got 25, you know, what, what's that? 24 years old versus yeah, 25. A, yeah. Yeah. 25 versus a 32 year old. That's, that's a tough thing, but pound for pound, I think Russell Wilson's a better quarterback. I know that, that, you know, they, they, we got the whole salary thing and like, it's a big cap number, obviously. But, you know, Seattle hasn't done enough to help him out, I think, on the offensive line and even on the defense as well. Like that, that they, they just it feels like he's a one man show there with like, you know, with his wide receivers. He's got some good wide receivers there. But I think he would he I think he as good as he's been and the team around him not being that good and the record is still good. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. This is the first guy on this list where I could say that I don't think there's a wrong answer. Hmm. Everything you said is correct. I agree with every single thing you said. I still, at the end of the day, think I would, after thinking long and hard, like I would be going to bed sleepless, thinking on this decision. I think I would say no. And the biggest reason is I would come to the conclusion that I think Josh Allen is still ascending. And I think Russell Wilson, I think he's played his best football. Although again, he was very good just last year. Sure. So that's tough, man. I, I But for that reason, because I think Russell's already played his best football and I'm not sure he's going to be good going forward or not on Josh's level, I should say, going forward. Not that he wouldn't be good. I think I would still say no, but that is a tough-ass one. I don't know if this one's going to be tough for you because of your philosophy earlier, but 
I'm going to put it up there anyway. So the Jacksonville Jaguars call, and this is the only one of all these that's a little bit different than the rest. They don't obviously got a quarterback. You don't want Gardner Minshew. But they're telling you right now, I got the topic in the draft. I'm going to trade the number one overall pick for Josh Allen, which of course, that's going to land you Trevor Lawrence, presumably the best quarterback prospect. By a lot of reports that come out since Andrew Luck. You got him for five years under team control and he would be coming obviously into a, a great situation with a lot of talent in Buffalo. So you got one of the best quarterback prospects to come out probably in at least a decade right now uh, for Josh Allen. What are your thoughts on that? No. I knew you were going to say that. No, look, and, I, and look, you know, you, we talked a little bit before, like before we did this thing about like, you know, Bill's bloggers being like all 22 experts and like looking into everything. And like, you know, I, I'll admit, I don't know much about a situation. I don't know much about college football here. Okay. I, I know Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be like the next, the best, like you just said, like the best quarterback prospect since like Andrew Luck or whatever. Um, no, like I, 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 I just, that's not, that's not me. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's I'm not going there with that as of right now, but you know, he might be, the, he might be the greatest. I don't know. I mean, how many, you know, how many guys there's, there's probably been prospects coming out that everyone thought was going to be really good. And they, you know, I mean, whatever, like who, who, like, you know, they were people thinking about that with, uh, I don't know. It wasn't Blake Bortles like touted as being like a really good quarterback prospect coming out. I mean, then like, like then like Matt Liner, remember when Liner and Vince Young yeah. were supposed to be like the greatest of all time. And not to say that this guy won't be, but like, I, I don't, Draft experts, I kind of like, you know, they're, they're a little bit of carnies, if you want the God's honest truth. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to say no until I see I him. I say no a- as well. I say no as well. And to me, of every guy we've talked about, this is most indicative of how much Josh Allen's grown. Because I'll tell you what, I promise you, if we had this conversation 12 months ago on this podcast and said you were going to get the number one overall pick in next year's draft for Josh Allen, you couldn't have said yes fast enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't really show much his first two years. And you got a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, who teams, you know, <laughs> going back to his freshman year, they were talking about teams tanking for this guy. So, yeah, that just shows me how much Josh Allen has grown. I'd say no as well. All right, last couple here. And these are going to be three veterans. And if you struggle with Russell, I'm pretty confident you're going to struggle with these. Dak Prescott, okay? So Dak Prescott is only going to be 28 years old this year. He's a very proven, skilled passer, threw for 4,900 yards in 2019, and then he had 1,856 yards in five games last year before gruesomely breaking his leg. Uh, 66% career completions, 106 touchdowns, 40 interceptions. He could do some damage with his legs. I don't know. I mean, this comes down to, I guess, who you think is more talented because they're both at a decent age. You'd have to give Dak Prescott a long-term deal right away because again, his contract's up and Dallas is going to tag him or sign him, whatever. But not that different from Josh because you're going to have to pay Josh Allen. If you don't pay him this offseason, you're going to have to pay him next offseason. So I really don't think money is a factor with Dak Prescott at all. In this, you know, again, fantasy world scenario, it comes down to who do you like better? So I guess that's the question for you. Who do you like better? Who are you taking? You know, it's funny. I, I don't know if you remember this, Pat, but you and I got into a pretty heated argument. Very much remember it. Oh, okay. About Prescott versus Allen last yep. year around this time, because you thought 
you thought Prescott and Allen were even, and I was like, no, no effing way. Prescott's yep. much better. And we got into it. I called Prescott it. overrated too. I called him a stat numbers guy. Yeah, you, 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 we, it was kind of heated between us. I mean, not like yep. we were going to kill each other, but yeah. Um, with that being said, I would probably go with Allen. So it, it's honestly, it's a, the big thing is about the injury. Yeah, the guy had a gruesome injury. I don't know what I'm getting with him coming back. He is a guy that does use his legs a lot. Uh, and that's that's it's, if he was healthy, I would probably I would probably go with him over over or over Allen if he was healthy. You know, in terms of I, I think he's been in a situation where I don't know. Dallas has always been like I, I think it's it's always been a place where you, there's always a ceiling because of of who's picking the players there. When you get some talent there, and Jerry Jones is a horrible GM. And like you, you kind of you don't overachieve there when you should. So, but that so if he was healthy and he did not have this inj- this gruesome injury, I would probably go with him because he has more of a he's almost the same age as Allen. He has a little bit more of a a better he has a longer resume of being good at his age. But because of the injury factor, I'm going to say no to him and, and go with Allen. I wonder. The thing about Dak Prescott is, again, he has great numbers and he's also got great talent, okay? I'm not going to take that away from him whatsoever. I just wonder, and I know it's not him, just him, but as talented as that team has been in his years as a starter, and I'm not even talking about this year, um, the four years before that, two of the four seasons, they were only nine and seven and eight and eight. And the two years that they won their division, they lost in the first round of the playoffs both times. I wonder, if, I know this might sound dumb, but is the guy a winner? No, is not won a playoff game yet. All these numbers, but what is it translated to? And I mean, he's got one of the best running backs in the NFL and in Zeke. They've had the best receivers or, or some of the best receivers in the NFL during his career. It's like, I feel like he should be tearing up the league a lot more than he does. Not to say I don't like him and that he's not good, but yeah. I don't know. To me, this is an easier no for me than Russell Wilson, who ultimately at the end of the day, I would have said no to as well. Not much easier, but a little easier. So yeah, I'm going to go no as well. All right. I'm down to two guys here. Number one, let's go. Uh, let's go Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers is the reigning NFL MVP. Just had the best season of his career last year Threw for 4,300 yards. 48 touchdowns, 70% of his passes, all right? Um, he's still under contract for three more years. Cap hits are 37, 39.8, and 28.3 million. He is 37 years old. That's old. And he's obviously not going to be as good as Josh Allen for long-term, assuming Josh continues to play well, or even if this is Josh Allen's uh, ceiling, if he maintains that ceiling. But you could also make an argument that he gives the Bills as good or a better chance to win the Super Bowl today and maybe for the next couple of years. So I'm going to put that question to you now. Again, Green Bay calls and says, we're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, give me Josh Allen in his years. What are you saying? No, he 37 is too old for me. You know, that's that's my that's my issue. If he was Russell Wilson's age, yes. But 37, I, I'm going to say no. Because I don't know if he's going to be Philip Rivers, where at 39 he's dead, or you know, or like I mean, even though Rivers wasn't dead, but like he was, we we knew he was like on his way out. 
you know, so I, I'm going to say no for this for now. I would, he's just too old for me to get rid of, to, to get rid of a, a prospect like Allen, who's just coming off like a, a top two, top three campaign and he's, and he's younger. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trade for him. I know he's 37 years old, but again, he played his best football last year. He doesn't move around too much. He's not a, a running quarterback like Josh and like Lamar and like Kyler Murray, some of these guys. I think he could last longer. And as much as I despise Tom Brady, dude's 43 years old. And at least the second half of the season, he played some top-notch football. If you could tell me right now, forget 43, if I'm guaranteed, I mean, nothing's a guarantee, but if I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers having three really good years remaining, and then he tails off for a year or two, I'll take that because I think Aaron Rodgers at his best is better than Josh Allen's ceiling. I think Patrick Mahomes at his best is the only quarterback or player in the NFL that could be a, have a bigger impact, certainly at the quarterback position, than Aaron Rodgers. And also, the three years, I'll tell you, the cap hits 37, 39, and then down to 28, that's not that bad. Because I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks, including Josh Allen, probably having making $40 million or more per year. So I like the contract, and I think he's still playing really good football. So I, I got to say yes. What about this, though? You, you just kind of said Dax Prescott hasn't won anything, which is it's just true. Like he hasn't, like, I don't think he's, I think he, I don't think he's won a playoff game. I, I could be wrong. Maybe he won one, but he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it at all worry you that he's what? One in four in title games now? One in five, I think he is. He's only been in the Super he's Bowl one once. One in five. And he's, yeah, he's one won five. one Super Bowl. So, so doesn't that kind of worry you a little bit that he hasn't, he hasn't gone to the next level? Like for five losses in a title game is a lot, man. In like in an eight and and no one that last game against the, the against the Bucks, a lot got 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 made rightfully so because of the coach wanted to go for the field goal on fourth down. But there were some three, they were two plays before that, or the, the two plays before that where Rodgers made some terrible throws and he made some bad decisions inside the ten yard line, and no one talks about that at all. I'm just throwing it out there, like he's won a Super Bowl, that's great. But he's oh he's he's what zero for five in those last NFC Championship games. Yeah, and they that's have not, a, and a they concern. Have, and they have not been, and they've been really. I mean, think about like they blew the game in, in Seattle when they were up sixteen nothing. They blew that, and that's not all on him, but he was a part of that. They they got crushed, obliterated by the 49ers last year with Garoppolo, for God's sakes. And uh, this year, you know, they had that that kind of a miscue, and I for, I already forgot the two other title games he was in. I think I think maybe one was against San Fran, maybe I don't remember off the top of my head, but or, or no, one was against Eli. Like I remember that the Giants one. I think that was that was one a few years back. Um, it's but, a concern. I'm not going to say it's not, but they have won. I'm looking at it right now. So they've won at least one playoff game in the last five years. He's eleven and nine in the playoffs. That's certainly not great. But, you know, ask yourself the question. Well, if Josh Allen was on the Green Bay Packers, do they beat Tampa Bay? So are you saying that he's the reason why they lost? I'm not saying it's not a fair question. I don't know. I just look at him and I think right now, I, well, I don't count. I, I, do, I do think his skill guys, uh, the Bills skill guys are much better than the ones he has in Green Bay. You know, if I don't you, know, dude, but I, just... I think my thing is this. Again, he's 37. He's, if he was 32, if he was Russell Wilson's age, I would say yes. 
But because he's 37, no. All right. Well, I mean, that's fair. If you want me for one year, if, if it's one year and then we're out, then yes, I would take him over over Josh Allen if we're doing one year. But if I'm looking right. at like we're not five, though. we're five, six years down the road and he might be in an old folks home. No. All right. Well, I'm still going to take him because, again, I think he can give me at least three more good years and then maybe he starts to slow down and I'll worry about that position in uh, in the future. And hopefully I got one or two Super Bowls. I just think top notch Aaron Rodgers is just a little better than top notch Josh Allen. That's what it comes down to for me. Anyway, um, last guy, Deshaun Watson. All right, so he signed, which is interesting because he wants out so bad right now, but he just signed five months ago a deal. So he's he signed for the next five years. His cap hit this year is only 15 million. Then it's 40, 42, 37, and 32. That's really not that bad, man. Um, so 26 years old. He threw for 4,800 yards last year, 33 touchdowns on an awful team. Organizational failure, Houston, Texas organization. Um, that traded DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL, his top weapon, obviously, this past offseason. He also ran for 444 yards as well. This guy's good. He's been in a shitty situation. So uh, I, don't, I, I think I know where you're going with this. But anyway, Houston's picking up the phone. Deshaun Watson, what's your call? I'm, I'm trading. I'm doing it. I, I love Deshaun. I am. I look. Look. You know. I'm sure some of this was a. This whole experiment was a brainchild from when you and I had a chat about this from a couple of podcasts ago. And on Twitter, when we asked Bill's Twitter, "Who would you take?" and almost ninety percent of Bill's Twitter was like, "You would never trade for Watson." Which, of course, that's we we've beaten that horse to dead enough about their about the, the lack of object objectivity. Uh, yes, I'm taking Watson. I think Watson's a hell of a player. I think he's done a lot. With 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 uh, the Texans with minimum weapons, he had a career year that just happened without Hopkins, as you said. Um, his, his contract looks it's you know we 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 know we got one more year of Josh Allen cheap, and then he got the fifth year option comes into play, which he's gonna it's gonna balloon up, and then after that he's gonna you know Allen will probably get Watson numbers, you know maybe if he if he keeps playing this way. And I, I, I think of Watson, he's young enough. He's got he's been a stud since he came into the league. You know, he he had that rookie year that he was great and then he got hurt during his rookie year, but he's he's continued that. And he's done it with like with Bill O'Brien, who is like a buffoon, and we all think he's an idiot. And he did it with like weapons being like carted out over there, you know, and he still had a great year. So yes, I would I would I would definitely do Watson for Josh Allen if someone called me. I'd say yes as well. And I would add this nugget as well. So we've done this experiment experiment now, and this was the last quarterback. And we hung up on a bunch of quarterbacks and we listened on some and we really thought hard on a handful. If we were to play this game and instead of being Brandon Bean, we were the Kansas City Chiefs GM and 31 teams called us about Patrick Mahomes for a straight up trade, I would literally hang up on 30 of them. Deshaun Watson is the one quarterback that if I were the Chiefs and I had Patrick Mahomes, I would not hang up on. I don't think I would arrive at the point where I would trade Mahomes, but I would give more consideration to Deshaun Watson than anyone else. Again, he's been in a horrible situation in terms of that franchise with Bill O'Brien just ran it into the ground. So much talent, 
They made some terrible trades, including Hopkins. They drafted terrible, just dumb decisions, bad coaching. Talk about, you know, getting a franchise stud quarterback and never doing anything to surround him with the right people. He is the complete polar opposite of what the Bills have been able to do with Josh Allen. So, man, picture Deshaun Watson in the Buffalo Bills organization. And again, Bills fans, this ain't no slight to Josh Allen, but let's keep it real. And that's why I got Joe on for this specific episode. I almost got to say it's a no-brainer. People don't want to hear that, but it's true. I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, one, I'm going to ask you one thing. Okay. You know, we, we look at this in totality, like five years down the road. What if it was one year? And you got like you could let's just say like next year at the end of the next year, the world's going to blow up and we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go. How does how does this list change for you where you're like, I got one year and I, I want to win the Super Bowl. I don't care about 2022 or 2023 or anything like that. Like the world's going to end. Which which guys on here would you have over Josh Allen? All right. Well, we both have Mahomes and we both have Watson. So we agreed on that. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the totality part. And our only disagreement is you said yes to Russell Wilson, and I said no, and I said yes to Aaron Rodgers, and you said no. If I had one year, and I had to win right now, and then the world's going to blow up, I would take Patrick Mahomes. That, I've never seen a Super Bowl, a team get blown out in my life, in any sport, not just football. I've never seen a blowout in a championship round of any sport ever where it was less of the fault than it was Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has 0% to do with why they lost that football game. Zero. No reason why. He has been the most dominant player in the NFL for two years now. And again, that Super Bowl was, those guys had a, the Chiefs had two right tackles who had no business being in that game. Played against two stud defensive ends. Tampa pressured him. I mean, he was running for his life literally every play. What could he do? And his guys dropped a couple passes too. So I put zeros because I know some people are going to say Tom Brady. I get it. He's the best winner of all times. But you're talking about a full season? One season. Aaron Rodgers would come in second. I got to go Patrick Mahomes. That's an easy answer. No, I'm talking about everyone on this list. Like, would you take Tom Brady over Josh Allen for one year in Buffalo? Uh, no. Okay. So, okay. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go down the list. I, I, I'm like of people. I, okay. Stafford or I'm just thinking of guys who are really good. Stafford or, or, or Allen for next year. Allen. Okay. Uh, you, you want Rogers. You already kind of d- declared that. Yeah. Russell Wilson or Josh Allen for next year. That's it. For one year. That's it. Ru- I'll take Russell Wilson for one year. Okay. If it's only for one year. And the reason why is because I know he's younger than Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but from what I see from Aaron Rodgers this year, I, I still think he's got, three or four good years left. I'm not sure. That I, it's just a hunch. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I, just, plus, Buffalo feels like a great fit for Russell Wilson with the talent. I don't know. It's tough, but I think I would take Russell Wilson if it's only for this one year, and I got to win a Super Bowl this year. All right. That's 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 fair game. Let me ask you this, and then we can wrap a bow if you'd like. <laughs> Do you think I, – I hear a lot of Josh Allen's ceiling hasn't been met yet. And that kind of I, I kind of disagree with that. Like, how could you how could you have a 48 touchdown season? Right. That's, that's how many touchdowns he had in totality, I think. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yep. How could he have that season and you say he could do better? I, I, I have no I, I like the only way you could do better than that 
is if you got you went into free agency and you got Robbins, you know, you got Robinson from the Bears and you got like a, a great tight end, like I don't know who you draft someone, and then you got like Leonard Fournette, we'll just say, at running back. We'll just say, I don't know. Like unless you like completely upgraded everyone, how can you say like that's his ceiling that, that he he hasn't met his ceiling yet? How? I would say his if he continues like if he plays seven eight years in a row like he just did and you're gonna be talking about a dude who's probably gonna be in the hall of fame you know what i'm saying so i mean he had a hall of fame season and he's not a hall of fame player by any means right now what what can he how much better can he get he completed 69 yeah. percent of his passes drew that's like drew Brees. i think aaron Rodgers completed 70 that's like drew Brees, aaron Rodgers territory he threw a good deep ball the only thing Josh Allen could do to improve, if you were going to make the argument that he hasn't reached the ceiling yet, the only point that you'd be able to make that I would buy into, I'd put some stock into, is I think Josh Allen needs to be a better player in the playoffs. He was good against Indy. He was eh against Baltimore. And he was mediocre against Kansas City. And last year in 2019 against Houston, he was okay in the first half. And I kind of feel like the wheels fell off some in the second half. So the only way I would say that you were wrong or that I would disagree with you is if the point was he could be better in the playoffs. Because that's the thing. There are quarterbacks out there. Russell Wilson's one of them. Russell Wilson has not played his best football in the playoffs historically, even though he's won a Super Bowl and he's been to two. He's also had some pretty shitty playoff games. So I I guess I would say I I think he's hit his ceiling with the exception of I think uh, he could play better in the playoffs. But for the record, his ceiling right now is good enough that we couldn't even come up with five quarterbacks that we would trade for him. Right. And I, and I, and I agree with that. I think if you want to streamline it a little bit more, he, he has to beat, he has to beat the chiefs in his two yes. games against the chiefs. He has not been very good. That right there is your goal right now to beat them. You know what I mean? And he is they're not, the best team. Yeah. They're the best team. And he, and he has not his best games that he had against like where I was like, oh shit, like these quarterbacks are good against you was against um, Russell Wilson, that game this year, where they yeah. beat, you know, they scored a, a that was kind of, to me, that was where I, I thought, okay, Josh Allen's really good. Like, cause he, he outdueled Russell Wilson, who was like the MVP caliber guy at the start of that season. And, you know, he, he outdid, I, I, I like Jared Goff. I know a lot of people think he's a, he's a bum or they're not really fond of him. I like him, but like he out, he outdueled Jared Goff in that, you know, week in back in September. Yeah. He has not, Against other great quarterbacks, it's been kind of a mixed bag, I think. Like, you know, and he's still very young. But, like, against Mahomes, he wasn't very good those two times, like I said. Lamar Jackson, like, look, they beat Lamar, they beat them this year. I, I don't know how much you want to say, like, the wind was a factor in that, the weather. And then, obviously, Lamar got hurt. And, like, the you know, when it was a one-score game, Lamar Jackson got hurt. You know, and and that was kind of like the end of, for the Ravens. Like they weren't going to do anything else with him out. Yeah, Josh wasn't great that game. He wasn't very good at all. Like, I mean, but I, I'll give it up to wit to to the weather and that sort of thing. But like, I think you could he was probably very good say, against Indy, though. Yeah, Indy. He was good against yes, Indy. But like, he was going against Rivers. I guess I'm I'm more or less looking for like like you're walking. You're it's a gunslinger. Like next like next year, he's going to play Brady. Like that's a gunslinger. Like. All right, like you beat you beat Brady next year, like the reigning Super Bowl champions. Then that's where you can say like his ceiling. He's he's going through that ceiling. You know what I mean? Because it's it's who you beat. 
that's where I think we're at. Like you say, you say playoffs, and yeah, you're right. He has to play better in the playoffs. But I think when he goes against those guys who are like the gunslingers, like a Brady or a Mahomes, that's when you know, and he outduels them. Where you're like, he outplayed them. Like he he scored five touchdowns against a team that's going to score a bunch of points against him. That's where you say he goes past his ceiling. Where you can make that narrative about that a little bit, because now you start you start talking about style wins against other great teams or great quarterbacks. That's fair. All right, give Joe a follow on Twitter at Buffalo Wins. Joe from Queens. Queens. Thanks for doing. Thanks for doing the podcast, man. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure, Pat. All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Big thank you again, Joe. Follow him on Twitter at Buffalo Wins. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead and do that right now. Rate a review, all that fun stuff. Uh, shoot me a follow on Twitter at Pamarin Tweets. We'll be back with another episode on Friday. Not quite sure who's going to be on. I'm pretty sure Chad D. Dominicis is. And uh, we talk some Buffalo Sabres. Hopefully, they can get some things turned around. Just found out as Joe and I were taping this at Jake McCabe. It's his ACL. He's out for six to eight months. So that really sucks. But anyway, we'll talk about all that stuff with. Chad on Friday. Thanks for listening. I truly appreciate y'all. Be back. Brand new episode on Friday.